Welcome back to Insurance Happy Hour. This is Laird. I'm Becky. And welcome to Season 2 of Insurance Happy Hour. Our livers had to take a break. Who would have thought we'd have made it to a second season? I know. And, and, you know, it's a, it's a, this is episode 25 or season two, episode one, however you want to look at this. And, uh, I kind of did it based upon, you know, the old TV shows. Remember when TV shows used to go for 24 episodes a season? Some still do. I I know. Not many though. Not many now. Now it's uh, now it's like a 10 event miniseries or, you know, a special event or something like that. And it's one story over an entire like you've got to watch all ten episodes. Depends on the show. There are still some shows where it's it's more standalone episodes. I know. I miss those. I miss the, the you know the A Team, the MacGyver, the um, Burn Notice, Leverage. All of these shows that you could sit there and watch one episode, and there was there's an overreaching arc. I mean, come on, the X Files. <clears throat> Perfect example. Burn Notice was the same way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I I love that. I love that you could sit there and watch one episode and it didn't really matter, but there was a huge arc that was going and they would kind of bookend every episode. But now you you watch an event like Daredevil or something like that and you go, what's the whole thing? And and what happens is is like episode seven or eight slows down to molasses. Yeah. On a cold day. Yeah. You know, it's like – Oh, well, we have this grand overreaching idea of how we want this to go, but we're really lacking some content in here. So let's come up with another character, focus on them and have a bottle episode of that one character. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Now, one thing we've got to get out of the way is that while Becky and I do work at ITC, yes, this is a little bit of our side gig. Yeah. This is for fun. <laughs> this, this is, is fun. Not- Not related to ITC, not related to the insurance industry. You know, eventually we'll probably go completely off script and never talk about insurance again. But, you know, we'll we'll have to change the name. We can't call it insurance uh, happy hour then. You just call it happy hour. (laughs) 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 Then Then it would be good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so uh, our last episodes were the the InsureTech Connect episodes. Yeah. So it's probably been almost two months since we did an episode. So, you know, this is our side gig. So, Sometimes our day jobs get in the way from us recording. We have every intention to record an episode. Both of us are like, we need to record this week. And then all of a sudden it's Friday afternoon. And yeah, like, how are we going to actually post that? Yeah. And, and it, it, it doesn't happen. So it's fun, though. I enjoy it. Yeah. So whenever you said, hey, we're recording today. I, like, <laughs> I put it on the calendar. If it doesn't get on the calendar, well, it doesn't then, happen. Then no one, no one can block it off. And then you're all good. Right. Oh, but it's been a, it's been a, it's been uh two months. That's the, I, I can tell you that it's been a very full two months, both personally, professionally, um, you in know, the industry in the industry. And, you know, today, today's our Christmas party, our holiday party. Yes. Well, you know, we're, we're recording this a hair early today so that we can possibly, um, you know, Go to and have a true happy hour. <laughs> <laughs> That's not in Laird's office. So, yeah. But uh, so it's been a lot. What have you been up to? Oh, you know, a few things. I think we're, we're going to talk about what you and I have been busy doing mm-hmm. in a little bit. Yep. Um, but did you want to start with that or should we start with more of the industry news? I don't know. I want to talk about me some more. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Okay, so what have I been doing? Work, 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 uh, work, mm-hmm. and work. 
I've been having side conversations with the Grapevine Police Department. Uh-oh. Yeah. How are they doing? Check this out. You got a ticket. Uh, something like that, yeah. <laughs> How bad was it? Let's oh, see. There you go. Down at the bottom. Down at the bottom. Under violation. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. You know. It was uh, a warning, though. Yeah, it was a warning. But okay. uh, what was it for? Failing <laughs> to signal a turn. <laughs> How fast you drive? That's what you got. It's hilarious. I know. It is like uh, um, turn signal. Let's see. All right. Well, first of all, turn signals are a sign of weakness. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if, if you don't if you don't assert dominance uh, on the roadway, oh then then you shouldn't be. I mean, if you've got to you've got to ask. I mean, a turn signal is asking for permission. Please, sir. May You'd rather I? beg for forgiveness when it do? Heck yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I did. It, it did turn out to be a warning, but you know, it was a long conversation. And you know, me, I'm like, I'm not going to admit fault. You know, I was like, uh, well, did you use a turn signal that back there? Sure. <laughs> somewhere in the past, somewhere in the past seventy miles, I used a turn signal. So sure, I, I mean, sure you got that. I've used it once in my life. Yeah, I mean, not, to pass not, my driver's test. N- notice that the wrapper is no longer on the turn signal stock. I mean, I, I I had to take it off. Like I had to take the little, you know, when you get a new new piece of uh, like a new cell phone, you take that that he film just, off. He just saw your car and go, "This guy is probably a a, a douchebag." <laughs> I wasn't gonna say that. <laughs> Gracias. <laughs> but you know, he, he he probably saw your car and went, "Okay, this guy probably speeds a lot. I'm gonna pull him over for this uh, tiny little thing." And yeah, see if I can't. Oh, he he was like, and then you know, I was like, "Yeah, show." Hey, I had to show my proof of insurance, and I the first time ever I've used the app. Oh, you have your insurance company's app? Yes. Or is it your insurance agency? No, app? my insurance company's app because insurance agencies they you know I would have to install fifteen apps to get the latest cards and you know there's there's ones out there like Insurance Agent. Yeah. Um, they're they're trying to integrate and do all that and that that'd be great if they can get an agency level to be able to integrate with all management systems, all carriers to have the live ID card. What technology but, should work together? Huh? Oh, oh no, jeez, <laughs> we're asking too much. But um, I opened up the app, and sure enough, my insurance card was out of date. And I'm like, I auto pay. And I'm like, and I, I see down at the bottom, it says, um, log in to refresh your ID cards. And I'm like, okay. So I logged in. I'm like sitting there, and then it's like, okay, uh, login. All right. I, I got the fingerprint login. So I popped right in, you know, all that. And it goes, well, we need to two-factor you. And then, so I'm sitting there on the side of the road having having Officer Hintz. Hintz, I, I would go with that. Um, Officer Hintz sitting there going, um, okay, well, sir. And I'm like getting two-factor codes. I'm getting like typing it in and all that. And then I have to refresh, pull down to refresh. And then I finally go, here you go. And he goes, okay. And I'm like, God. (laughs) (laughs) So close. He was so close. He was going to get me on that one more and all that. But he came back and he said, due to my driving record, jokes on him. Um, (laughs) He doesn't know the truth. (laughs) He he doesn't know my lawyer's name. Um, (laughs) There is no dongle attached in your car. No. Dr. Driving. (laughs) No. I mean, could you imagine like progressive snapshot on my car? Oh, my God. It would would be on fire. Like it would short circuit. (laughs) 
I would come out into the garage and be sitting on my dash going, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what are you thinking here? Are you going to, are you going to actually, uh, you know, are, are you serious? Are you, this is what you're going to do? Yeah. But yeah, so that, that was, that was a, uh, a little bit of an icing on the proverbial cake of the week. So I'm, uh, I'm glad that this week's over and yeah, it's been, uh, it's been trying. It's been, you know, it, it's been difficult the, the past and, and the holidays always get that way because, you know, there's expectations levied and people are on vacation and all that. And it's just, sometimes it's not the expectation you wanted. So I was like, you know what, this week sucks. And then I, get pulled over <laughs> so i'm looking, looking forward to the company christmas party this time yes but maybe leave your car at the office oh. <sighs> no <laughs> oh it is uber and i are gonna become best friends this evening <laughs> yeah i got my husband to bring me to the office today so i didn't have to worry about that yeah it, it, it makes total sense and you know i'll do the requisite going okay like i enable all of our employees to have uber like we pay for uber Mm-hmm. Um, tonight only. Yeah. So they're all enabled, and you know we we pay for it wherever you want to go, unless you're going to Shreveport, and then you got to have your own questions. You know, going to the casinos. Lyft. I, I, I we don't have a corporate account with Lyft, so mm-hmm. you can just reimburse whatever. Okay. Oh yeah, but uh, yeah. So uh, it's been fun. It's been fun little week and month <laughs> and all that. Been interesting. Yeah. So. Uh, let's uh, let's dive in. You know, there's there's been news since there's, the 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 past two months. Yes, there's been a lot of news. What do you want to start with the industry or I heard our there's stuff? An, oh, there's an earthquake in Alaska. Was there an earthquake in Alaska? There was. I did not hear that. You didn't hear that? It was no. a seven point zero. It was a massive one. Wow. That's that's on the Rixford scale. <laughs> <laughs> do I want to know? <laughs> <laughs> No, probably not. <laughs> no. All right, we'll leave that one alone. But you know, it, it, it's you know, it's it's caused a lot of damage, like catastrophic damage to a lot of stuff, but mostly infrastructure. They're like that, how because it happened farther away. But well, they probably weren't built for it. No, they're no, well, they they somewhat are. I mean, yeah. they they normally have it. They normally have some do quakes and all that. But um, there was one road that was complete. It, it looked like a jigsaw puzzle. Whenever it was done, mm-hmm. they got it completely put together in like a week. Wow. I know it's it was amazing. There was a full story on on TV about it. So. Wow! Well, I don't watch the news. Who has <laughs> time for that? Not me. That's what Feedly's for, right? Yes. <laughs> and even so. All right. Well, what's what's going? You you pick the order here. Okay. So I guess we'll start with the oldest because um, I think this was announced right after Insure Tech Connect, but we haven't talked about it. Uh, Google. Invested in applied systems. I was at the applied conference when they announced that. Yep. Yeah. It's kind of big news. Yeah, it's you know, and whenever you talk talk about a um, you know a nine figure investment, that's what the the words are, which means it, it's a nice way of saying that Google put in more than you know hundred million right into it. Now, what do I think about it? It's it's a it, it's a lesson in private equity and debt and dividend uh, 
distribute uh, there's disbursement. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's really more of that. I would say that um, the majority of that money is going to allow some of the current owners to take, you know, in private equity and whatnot, take some chips off the table. Yep. $100 million is a lot of money. Yeah. It really is. It's it's a lot of money and you could do you could create a brand new agency management system. You could go into completely new directions. So it's more money than they needed to do the direction that they want. So it's one of those things that makes you go, they are going to, you know, kind of deleverage some of the other ones out there. Yeah. But, you know, whenever you start looking at <clears throat> And there was an article in Insurance Journal this week about it. Is that um, you know both companies like uh, Vertifor and Applied and Toys R Us and Sears, there you know there's this massive thing about buying companies and just putting them putting them into debt effectively, mm-hmm. and just you can sit there and take a lot of money out of it. Like the people who bought Sears, what they did is they sold off um, all of the location assets. Yeah. And so they, you know, they, they sold that off. They collected the money. They, you know, they, they were profitable because of it. They took that money out, but now they have to pay rent everywhere that they go. Right. So there's a lot to that. Um, you know, but whenever, whenever they were there, Reed French, the CEO of Applied was talking about, well, you know, we're not going to share your data with Google. You know, there's, there's no sharing of data. And, you know, I actually believe them. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say any other way is that there was no way that they would share that type of data in a way that is either non-anonymized and possibly I don't see them being will do anonymized because the real thing is it wasn't Google that made the investment. They, um, it was made by capital G, right? Capital G is just an investment bank. I mean, it's just an investment firm, effectively, that they have money. They're a private equity. They should be the, seen the same as any of the other ones out there, like Vista or Bain or Hellman Freeman or any of these guys. They should be just seen the same. Right. And, you know, they're not going to, you know, but they might get some discounts on Google technology. But frankly, I... You know, if you wanted my technical opinion, I think Amazon and Microsoft have won the war when it comes to cloud. Yeah. Um, you know, Amazon kind of uh, has the pricing, they have the infrastructure, they have the ability to actually make that happen. And uh, Microsoft, they're able to, they're using their hybrid cloud where they're bringing people over from, you know, having infrastructure in their, their own data centers. Mm-hmm. They're saying, you can put it in both your data center and our data center, and then they migrate them over. So I think that this was just one of those continues plays of, where Google's going, okay, we can maybe leverage our AI, we can may- maybe leverage this. But in the end, it was a capital investment. Yeah. Well, I mean, you talk talk about um, what what the investment by Capital G, because, you know, it, it, the news broke and everyone's like, oh, it's Google, it's Google, it's Google. And you're right, it's not Google, it's Capital G. Yeah. Um, but you, know, talk, you talk some about what that investment into applied means for implied, but what do you think it means for the industry? If anything, you know, I don't think it changes a a thing about it. It might um, enable applied to continue to build their, you know, continue on the path that they're doing. And they're putting a lot of effort into their Epic management system. Mm. 
And, you know, but from an innovation standpoint, you know, I think that a lot of the insurance industry has become very stagnant and there's um, in the insurance technology industry. And what we're seeing is only a few players that are actually nimble and able to actually go out and do that. Right. Well, when you're a larger company, you want to be, you want to get to that point where you can be nimble and quick and all that type of stuff. And I think that part of that investment will help them become that or right. not fully, but maybe, maybe create a tiger team that goes out and finds the net new technology and all that. And, you know, they're really working on their rating platform and, you know, there's a lot of effort in there. There's, there's a body of work when it comes to working and building a comparative writer. And so, you know, I, I see that them putting some of that in there, but in the end, it was a, it was a dividend divestiture. <laughs> you put some Worcestershire sauce on that. Yeah. Well, Steve, Steve Anderson, um, you know, Steve, he, he had an article about this, you know, not too long after the news broke and, and some of his arguments, I actually, I agree with as far as what it means for the industry. He studies it. So what are they? Right, right. You know, this is going to improve the technology and the competition for the technology, right? Because there are how many management systems? <laughs> what, today? Right. 35. Right. That, that, that are that are out there that are selling that you see at shows and all that and tomorrow there'll be 36 right right so there, there's a ton of management systems out there but there are there are some really great management systems and there are some that are old and outdated and have not been um, updated with any of the newest technology or the mm-hmm. you know changes with the industry that's been happening um, so you know this very well could make a lot of those vendors either step up their game or you don't think so? I, I completely disagree. Why? Because, um, first of all, it's not the vendors. It's the agencies. Mm. It's the agencies that don't want to change. They've been on a management system. There are management systems that do a lot of stuff out there. Uh, I mean, there's, there's ones that are being built upon Salesforce. There's some brand new ones that are actually coming from the ground up where they're using the newest, latest technologies that are able to really have that really quick iterative design where they're adding new features, new, new lines, new everything on a regular basis. I mean, if you look at even like easy links, easy links has come out with a, a management system, you know, that is is growing it's growing because they're able to leverage some of their base and all that but they're putting a ton of effort and there's a ton of money that has to go into that but people that are looking for the newest features and whatnot they're going to sit there and seek out go well this management system doesn't do it and my vendor is not doing anything to actually make a change therefore i'm you know i'm just going to stick with them because i'm too lazy and if the vendor doesn't make a change and they are proactive and they realize what they need to be doing and they need to grow with it. And uh, then they'll switch their management systems, even though the amount of pain that's there. So I think that the agents are actually driving a lot more of that um, reticence to, you know, get onto newer technologies because, Oh, I don't want to train. I don't want to, I don't want to disrupt my flow. I, I cannot tell you how many times I hear that. Well, I like my technology. I, I don't really like my technology platform. It doesn't do all the things that I want it to do, but you know, I'm kind of stuck here on it and uh, I don't want to change it because it's a lot of work. And I have employees that have been using this system for 20 years. There's a lot of tons of excuses. So I'm not quite sure that that will really affect change in the industry because those changes have already been done. Other 
other platforms have done the the newest technology. They've driven all these types of things out the door. It's that the agents are not adopting it. Yeah. Some are. I mean, there are there are some that are are switching to to newer and better management systems. But you you are correct in that there are a lot who it's very painful to switch a management system. Very, very painful. And when you when you run into a situation where you're trying to get your data out of your previous management system to put into your new management system and there's large fees associated with it or they refuse to give it to you, that makes it even more difficult. And and so why change if I can't get my data out? You know, so it's a big pet peeve of mine is that it's not the vendor's data. I know. I I mean in in the I fact that can of worms. yeah if in this this is a common topic if you want to learn more about this on my point of view since we're already deep into this episode um you know you could search the internet about open architecture and Laird Rixford and you will see an article or 19 is that they they should just open it up they should make it an available API so you can share data between systems right. you shouldn't be for you know if you're providing a, a quality service then you shouldn't be afraid of your customers um having access in able to use that data elsewhere because you're providing a service that meets their needs. You make them happy and it's great. Right. Well, that's one of Steve's points, actually, um, talking about APIs and, and open platforms is that that is a change this investment could affect. Mm-hmm. Encouraging open platforms and APIs and the sharing of that data. Will it actually happen? Not a chance. Right. I, not a chance. I mean, because they like to build walled gardens. Yeah. I mean, you know, w- you know, whenever I look at it, I come from a programmer standpoint, you know, that I love programming on the, you know, everybody goes, why are you a Windows Microsoft person? And there's two reasons that I'm actually a Microsoft person. I don't I like know iPhones. one of these stories. Yeah. You know, one of them. And, but, you know, you know, the one where I had to call for support at three in the morning. Yes. That's, that's the one you've, you've heard before. But the other one is, is that you can make a computer do anything they've opened up the apis you can sit there and you can make kernel level changes to a computer you can write what is a similar code which is operating is actually running you know directly on the processor like assembly like that's the base language of a computer is assembly right and you know it is literally move this from a zero to a one in this spot i mean that's 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 assembly right there and so um, doing, doing that work and how that work lays out and all that, um, you're able to do that with a computer. But getting down to that level with an iPhone, getting down to that level with any device that's in a walled garden. And right now, Apple's getting, you know, it's at the Supreme Court that their app store might violate, might be considered antitrust. Mm. And so that could completely change it because you can't install apps on on your own. You don't have your control of your your hardware. It's the same thing with um, you know, any type of system that's in a walled garden is you create this, this ecosystem that you're part of yeah, and, and you own. And so I, you know, there is benefits to saying, well, you know, you only use our products and, you know, we make a very curated experience that has all the products working together. Yeah. What about validation? I get validation every day. <laughs> <laughs> Not that kind of validation. No, for, for the IA channel. Do you think Google's investment into Applied, a vendor that provides technology and solutions to IAs, do you think this is a sign that, you know, the of the long term importance and validity of the IA channel? Mm, yes and no. 
Right. So I, I know it's a weasel answer, but I can give you both sides of it. Yeah. Um, yes, because if they looked at, uh, you know, uh, whoever, whenever you're, you're <clears throat> buying a company or you're investing in a company, you are looking at their game plan and you're saying, I believe in their game plan. Because why would you invest any money in a game plan that you don't believe in? But the no side of that is, is so, so the yes side is that there's a game plan that, that uh, capital G – you know, bought into. Right. But then the no side is they're looking at this as an investment and they look at it as purely numbers and the numbers are what matter. And that's, that's how, you know, I always talk about how agencies sometimes are really good salespeople. Sometimes they're really good agents. Sometimes they really know the insurance industry, but they forget that businesses run on dollars and cents. Yeah. And so really nothing is more important to an investment bank than the numbers. Correct. And so what you're going to see in there is they looked at the numbers and they liked what the numbers told. But, you know, they're saying if you invest this, you can get this amount of growth. You'll have this amount of dividend. You own this part of it and all that. And we see this amount of growth over time. And, you know, Applied is, is very open with their revenue numbers. They actually display it at their Applied uh, Users Conference. I don't know if they're really right. But um, at Applied Net, they do, they do it. And it's going up. I mean, the amount of revenue that they make every single year is absolutely going up. Mm-hmm. Um, and... You know, so it's a sound investment in that regard is that they could have made that same investment in someone else. And if you look at Capital G, they have. They've invested in a lot of other industries, a lot of other things. And so I think it's more of a validation of Applied's business model versus a validation of the IA channel. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Right. Next bad news. Mm-hmm. This one's more recent. Yep. Just last week. Mm-hmm. But, you know, still huge. Mm-hmm. At least uh, in the insure tech side. This is switching over <clears> to that <throat> side. Yep. Lemonade's expansion into Europe. Okay. Did you hear about that? I, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, <knew you laughs> I, I, do, I do keep up with the industry. Yeah. Um, you know, well, what are your thoughts on it? I think it's interesting. I mean, you know, they started out as a... Peer to peer model, right? Which is beer to beer model. Peer oh. to peer. Should I pop my peas a little bit more? <laughs> no. Okay. No. Uh, you know, but the the peer to peer model started started in Europe, right? There there are some companies over there that that is their model. I know that's not Lemonade's model anymore. They've pivoted, uh, but it's still it's still interesting that that's where where they're you know now trying to grow. Our, Which is odd because the insure tech is actually stronger over in Europe. Right. So it's almost like an inverse is that – and so um, I think that there's there's two things that they, they really saw and the reason they decided to make this move mm-hmm. is that their mindset, their culture, their direction of product actually works a lot better over there. Yeah. Um, you know, because over there, like auto insurance, you can have same day discounts. You can, you know, there, there's no file, you know, there's these no hardcore filings that every person is going, you know, the rate's going to be the same. It's actual based and all that type of stuff. They can say today only 10% off if you buy now, you know, they just got to make sure that they can cover those losses if they have a loss. Right. But it's a completely different market. And so, um, you know, how many, how many, countries are over there in the eu you know it's 20 or something like that i, mm-hmm. I don't know off the top of my head but um you know 
Each state here in the U.S. operates as its own country. They have their own Department of Insurance. They have all their own rules. The, the rules, regulations, coverages, offerings are all different by state. The way you have to be um, an agent and a broker in each state is different. Mm-hmm. You know, it's and so um, I think that. Uh, for lemonade, I think it's actually an easier play to go over to Europe than it is here in the U.S. because it really fits the mindset of that market, and I think that it's a better it's a better angle for them to be out in that market. Yeah, they haven't said where they're going to start. Do you think? Do you want to take a guess where you think they're going to start? It would be high population areas where the product needs really good. So I'd say, you know, London, Paris, um, you know, any of the high population areas would be good right. because that's exactly what they've done here in the U.S. is that they focused on the New Yorks, the, you know, but where you have a lot of renters. <clears throat> correct. A lot of, a lot of condos and a part, you know, that type of stuff, you, you know, here in Dallas, and I could probably say quite, quite the same out in like LA and whatnot, there's, there's a lot of renters. Don't don't get me wrong. I mean, there's probably more renters than there are, you know, people who own. But there's a lot of people that own here. You know, I'd say right. the numbers of number of renters or subletters up in New York is a drastically larger number than the number of renters and sub uh, subletters as a percentage of the market as right. here in Dallas or Denver or LA. No, no, I agree with that. So, I think they're just – I mean they're, they're driven by a couple of really um, smart venture capital, private equity firms and whatnot that uh, <clears throat> you know, know what they're doing. Right. <clears throat> and so I'm, I'm like you know, they, they're, 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 they're making the right move. Yeah. Doing that. But it's also a, you know, an anti-validation that probably uh, you know, it's – they're looking at markets where their model fits a lot better than here in the states. No, no, I absolutely agree with that because you know how many cities would you have a dense population like that where you're going to have a larger majority that is renters? Correct. That this would appeal to. Correct. Not many. I mean, you boil it down to the country as a whole. You're not talking about a whole lot of market there, mm-hmm. so it makes sense to expand it into Europe where there are a, you know even more high population cities. And, and one one of the things that you also see is that they have a they have a mindset that they're going after. They're looking for someone who is you know it's, it's a wrong word, but social responsibility, you know mm-hmm. that that type of thing. They're going for that type of consumer, and so you know you get those in higher urban areas, you right. know, and you know you see it in every election cycle. It's like you know every major city is blue, and then the rest of the country is red, you right. know. And that's the exact same way it is everywhere else is that the mentality between a rural and an urban, you know, society is different. And, you know, you get people that are, I'm fed up with city life and they go live on the farm. And you got people that are like, you know, I'm, I'm looking starry eyed, big city and all that type of stuff. So they're, they're, they're a little bit, they're, they're, they're looking at it and they're also not only finding the areas that were good, but they're also looking for the areas that are kind of like in in line with their their motto right but it's not just socially responsible it's it's tech savvy too right correct that's their whole well, it's it's not really hard i mean the, the the beauty of lemonade is that it's really not a hard app to use it's like no yeah. but how who who's going to be more likely to download it and use it right somebody oh, who's who's comfortable using technology versus someone who's not yeah. it's going to be the tech savvy person correct okay okay but um, the the other side of it is, I think that they're running a little bit from. Um, insurance is hard. Insurance is not an easy business. Putting together 
um, understanding underwriting and making sure everything works. It, it's not an easy little business. It's not. And, you know, I think that one of their last things where they're open about it, they're being open about it, but I, mean, I think they have a loss ratio of 100 or 130. Mm. <sighs> That's not good. <laughs> I mean, I mean, <clears throat> large companies that have a lot of assets where they can worry, they can have their investments cover their losses, mm-hmm. can run at 104, 105 loss ratio and be okay. Yeah. But those are the state farms of the world. Right. Those, There's not many of those. Exactly. They And so, you know, companies want to, you know, the end game is you want to have more money come in than you have out. You, know, you want to have more inflows than you want to have outflows. And whenever you're having 130 – that means that uh, for every dollar you get in, you pay out a dollar thirty. Yeah. That that doesn't that that math doesn't work. And you know you can put a lot of money into it via you know um, you know like more capital investments and all that to cover that for a time. But you want to build that momentum, and their momentum is growing, but it's not growing fast enough. And I think that's why they're actually starting to expand and look elsewhere. Mm. <clears throat> Allergies. <laughs> <laughs> That time of year. Yeah. Okay. That's all I had on lemonade. Yeah. Country time. <laughs> well, okay. So here, here's Chick-fil-A. my question. Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Good, good lemonade. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, it's, it's been a full episode. It has. We, we chatted a lot about Google and applied and now lemonade. Do we want to get into what we've been busy doing these last two months in this episode, or do we want to say tune in next week? No, let's just cover it. It's okay. it's it's not going to be as as fantastic, but um, you know, a bit of news is that ITC acquired um, a company out of Atlanta, Georgia, um, where they have some fantastic products in AccuAuto and AccuAgency, a comparative rater and agency management system. They also do websites, so is really good. Um, really, when we're looking at uh, what we were doing there, is that we were really saying, "Hey, th- this is in like-minded individuals." Like it, it felt like we were two families separated by a couple states, right? And so when we really looked at it, it was a great opportunity. And so, um, y- you know, you look at some of the investments that that are out there, and you brought up with like you know Capital G of being able to drive it, innovate further. Is you know this is our own way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Instead of, you know, just going out there and, you know, plunking down money and, you know, just, uh, you know, oh, we'll just continue your stuff is that we want to take the best of breed of, of all of our platforms and create something moving forward and then have the team that has that experience to do it moving forward. So it was a great, uh, you know, when you talk about moving innovation forward, now you have a team that instead of having, you know, two teams that do similar things, you bring two teams together. And you're able to do a lot more cooler things. Right. So I'm really, really looking forward to some of the things that we'll be able to do out there, um, you know, with, with this, uh, with this investment and acquisition, acquisition. it's investment acquisition and whatnot, but, um, you are correct. And, you know, just, it's, it's fantastic of all the great people that we've met through this and we've had, you know, that's, that's what our weeks have been of is, you know, groups of them coming out here to Dallas, getting to meet the team, integrating and all that. And, you know, we really looked at this as a shuffle opportunity is that we, we wanted to take their deck and our deck and shuffle them together and create a, a bigger, batter deck. Right. And, you know, it's the last acquisition we did at ITC in 2015, we acquired Multico. And I was not as heavily involved with 
with incorporating Multico into ITC as I have been with this acquisition. And I did not realize how much thing how much you have to think about when you when you add on a whole nother office with a whole nother group of people with a different way of doing things that has been eye opening as well as kept me really busy these last few weeks. Yeah. And there, there are so many things that you have to think about that you're like, Oh, we didn't think about that at all. And <laughs> and you, you're like, okay, well we got it. We got to jump in on that, you know? Yeah. Um, and really the, the thing that I look at other companies just in every single industry is where they really make the, the thing, make these deals really work and be awesome and really get the most bang for the buck out of it is whenever you actually bring the companies together. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times they'll make an acquisition. Well, that's, that's, they, that's their product or, you know, we're going to allow them to run that product for, you know, they're, they're just going to worry on two separate products. And, you know, uh, there, there's a lot of people out there that do that on a regular basis. They just acquire companies and they let both things run kind of independent of each other. And that's where you don't, you don't get that, that, that synergy of everybody coming together and having new ideas, because I'm sure that in your talks, see, it's gone both ways for me is that I've talked to some people and I'm like, wow, wow, you're doing that here, right? You're going to do that for us, right? Yes. Yes. Fantastic. Run with it. Here's the ball. You go down the field, you score. I'm good. And I've had other conversations and I know you have where it's eye opening to the other parties yeah. where they're like, holy moly, I didn't know that you could do it this way. And they're like, teach me then, you know, right. my Sherpa, show me down this path, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. And so, um, I, I'm sure you saw that too. It, it, it's, it's, it has gone both ways. Absolutely. And it's been, it's been challenging. It's been fun. And, you know, my team, has expanded. I don't, I, I don't know what 25%, something mm-hmm. like that. Huge number. It feels like it's, it's a huge number. Um, but I'm excited about what we're going to be able to do together. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel the same way. And you know, the, the lessons learned from when we integrated Multico and you know, what we're looking to do with, with the, the folks over in Atlanta is really the same is that we want to bring the best of breed of technology. And back to Steve Anderson's point is that really whenever you make these investments, when you make these acquisitions, it's about bettering yourselves and taking the best and creating something that is even better. And, you know, in the end, you know, independent agents mean the world to us. I mean, they're, they're, they're what allows us to survive. And it's that third leg. It's, it's, there's three legs to that stool, not a very sturdy stool with three legs, but that's always what they say is that you've got, you know, carriers, vendors, and agencies, and all of us need to work together or the, the stool falls, falls apart. Right. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to what we can do there. And I, I'm kind of hearing the same thing from, from those guys is they, they really like what, what it is. And we, we've even, you know, started to expand even in our website department to like add more services and more abilities because the people that are coming over. Yep. So it's great. Yes, sir. Sir. <laughs> yeah. So what are you doing other than the Christmas party tonight? Not remembering Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, you know, I don't know. 
I, I think it's going to be a, you know, this weekend starting with a bang, of course. Yep. And uh, then I think it's going to be a quiet weekend where I recover find, from the bang. Yeah. And, um, you know, find a nice quiet hole to, to, to be alone in. <laughs> so, um, you know, but one of the things that I've been wanting to do is go flying and it has been an absolute crapshoot about going flying. Yeah. Like all last weekend, the weather was beautiful outside temperature clouds all that winds directly across the runway like it was illegal for me to take off because it was beyond my plane's capability mm. and then it's like then now i'm looking outside and it's like oh rain <laughs> tons yeah, of rain lots of it. and then you, you got tons of rain and you got uh it's you know there, there was threats of uh, i mean by sunday i think we're supposed to have like three and a half inches of rain total downfall downfall yeah have and, you have you seen um, like Elm Fork or anything? Any of those that are oh yeah down from like Grapevine or like Louisville? Oh yeah, they're, they're, they've been high for weeks and they haven't gone down because they keep releasing water. So mm-hmm. I'm sitting looking, we're getting three more inches, oh. and I I just I'm a little nervous about that dam in Louisville because it's directly north of my house, <laughs> and if it fails, I am right in that yeah. flood zone. Yeah, and you know they 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 look at that, and I think they shorted it up. They were worried about it two years ago. Yeah, I think they're fine with it now. It's nowhere near where it was two years ago because it hit like out of out of the blue. Like I got I think seven, it was after that rain we had in yeah. 2015, where it was yeah. kind of like this this fall has been, where it was just rain every day for a solid almost 30 days. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah, what, what what about you? Um, I'm I'm watching a couple of my sister's kids this weekend. It's going to be spending the night, so that should be an interesting evening. I'm sure my kids won't get any sleep. <laughs> it's they're, they're getting to the age where they can start having sleepovers and oh, well, people over and all that type of stuff. And yeah, we've done sleepovers with their cousins since they were really little. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they've they've never had any issues either going over to my sister's house or my sister's kids coming over here because I, I think it's you know family so they're comfortable my sister's yeah. comfortable I'm comfortable the kids are comfortable it's never been an issue yeah but they don't sleep no one does nope. no one no one will sleep with that with that going on well are you are you kind of caught up with work at least <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming <laughs> that's funny my <laughs> caught up. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. I, I kind of, I, I feel the same and, you know, I'm traveling less, which, you know, made some people happy, but, you know, you know, n- having me here just is, is just as bad sometimes. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. But you're traveling next week, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go up to uh, Seattle for our, uh, our company Christmas party up there. Yeah. So, um, and, you know, uh, I've, you know this uh, the the folks over in uh, Atlanta. They're actually have they actually had theirs yesterday, and um, it, it was more like, hey, you know, I'll, I'll let. Yeah, I would love to be there if you guys wanted me there, but it was more like, hey, I'm, I'm you know, you guys kind of have this is a new thing. For this them. is this yeah. is new. This is all that, and let them kind of have their own own gag. So, but uh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, I think that wraps up this episode. Uh, Coming back after a couple months, season two, episode one. Um, did you have thoughts on Google and what that investment means for applied or the industry? 
What about Lemonade's expansion? Capital J. Cap- I'm sorry. You're right. Capital G. Uh, that, they, they're, they're playing off the Google name. Oh, I they mean, totally that's, are. That's what they're doing. It, they totally are. When you have a brain like that, why would you not? Uh, you know, hit us up on Twitter. The I'm, evil empire. Come on. <laughs> are they the evil empire? Uh, you know what? With their amount of data sharing and, you know, kind of under the table dealings that they do, I'd probably say, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. Apple Apple seems to be coming into this own where they're... What about Facebook? Oh, God. I, I you know, I, I've been, you know, I, I've been predicting the demise of Facebook for a while. And the only thing keeping that afloat these days are grandmas. I mean, sharing photos with families and all that of the kids and the grandkids and all that type of stuff, because really it's a proverbial ghost town if you're under the age of 30, Yep. you know? And so it's, it's dying. People, people, things like, you know, Instagram is owned by them, but people are really, all they wanted to care about was that, look at me. So Snapchat, Instagram stories, Twitter, that, that pays the, uh, the look at me thing. Right. So anyway. As I was saying, mm-hmm. if you have a comment on this week's episode, you can reach us on Twitter. I'm Becky L. Schroeder. Laird is L. Ricksford. Or you can leave a comment on um, the website, insurancehappyhour.com, on this episode. Yep. You can also send us an email, contact at insurancehappyhour.com. And if you happen to pause on this podcast without actually subscribing, you should probably try to subscribe and get notified. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Google Play. Um, tune in. Tune in. Yeah. So we're we're all over the place now. Yep. Can't avoid us. <laughs> well, we go two months without <laughs> recording. Well, you could. Well, that's that's us avoiding you, dear listener. <laughs> no, we weren't Aww, avoiding you, listeners. Oh, Larry went off the deep end. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Becky, as always, it's been fun and. Uh, and- So do you think we should change the uh, the theme music at all? Like give it a, a new flair for, for season, season two? Yeah. I like our music. I do too, but I would I would just pick a different part of the song. Uh, have you ever heard it on Time and a Half? Uh, no. <laughs> so that's how I listen to my podcast now. Uh-huh. I, I don't listen to it at regular speed because I have listened to too many podcasts and I don't have <laughs> enough time. So I listen to Time and a Half. You start sounding like you're talking to me like you're on Time and a Half. <laughs> <laughs> and the first time I heard our episode, at time and a half, I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that music is intense at time and a half. <laughs> Maybe we'll do something about it. <laughs>